0: Oh, the tables—how they turn! <laughs> here he is, Mr. Paul J. Daly, and now he's
1: in the hot seat, I'm sweating over here. How are you feeling? I feel great. I'm not going to grab the microphone. I'll let you hold it. I feel really, really good. It's great to be here with you. Thanks for having me.
0: So happy to see you. You guys are doing some great stuff, as so too. I want to—I want to just want to go back a little bit and say, how did all this start? Okay. And, and where are you
1: today? Okay. I, do you want me to hold yeah, it? Yeah, I would like you to. You just tell me what to do. You just hold that mic. I'm, yeah. I'm the guest. I'm just relaxing. So <laughs> Automotive State of the Union started as a result of the pandemic. Like a lot of cool things that have happened. I so do. I was locked down. You were locked down. Everybody was locked down. No one knew what to do. And I was brushing my teeth one night thinking like, how can I help this industry? From my little spot here in this, you know, I, had, I have a full service agency and I just didn't know how to help. But everyone seemed to feel better excuse me, when they were on Zoom calls mm-hmm. with everyone else. And no one knew how to use a Zoom call back then, if, that, if that's hard to remember. And so I was brushing my teeth and said, I know, I'll do a live stream. I'll call it something really official, like automotive state of the union. So people will feel like it's a real thing. I had a logo designer make a designer. The next day I started shooting out text messages. Will you be on the show? And so I asked everybody, like I had Jason Stein and Jim Fitzpatrick on together. Brett Riker, the chairman of NADA, everyone was so gracious and said yes. Thousands and thousands of people showed up to that live stream, and uh, we just kept doing that.
0: Wow, that is amazing. Talk about having an idea, and then just making it happen, like a few days later. It's it's crazy. So tell me now how it's evolved, and and what things we can look forward to this year.
1: So uh, basically, we just kept doing events for the last few years. Last year, we formalized it as an official company. Um, we we started sending out a a weekly email just to keep people engaged and like give our kind of perspective on the industry and talk about the things we were seeing now that's transitioned into a daily email and regional events and uh big events and so our whole goal is to just make the good stories louder Mm -hmm. connect the progressive dealers with the progressive industry partners and then bring some of the people on the fringes just a little closer to the center we say we want to draw a big circle meaning we want frontline workers to be involved in the industry. We wanted to give them a way to do it because all of them aren't going to have the time or interest to read automotive news and some of those others. So we're like, how can we build an on-ramp for people to get into the industry? And that's basically what we do. We kind of build more and more on-ramps for people to come in. Uh, one of the things we're really excited about this year, we have our big event in September called Khan in Baltimore, um, but also we're filming this TV show called More Than Cars. Uh, we've filmed the pilot episode. We're gonna premiere it tonight and this is a uh, really as a move to try to change the public's perception of car dealers when you say car dealer people their minds go go reflexively somewhere that's usually not a positive somewhere Mm -hmm. and we know because you and i know so many amazing dealers and dealerships all over the country that have inspiring stories that care that have changed people's lives both inside their stores and in their communities All through the channel of the automotive business so us producing this TV show is like we want to make something that even if you're not in the car business you're gonna look at it and be like I want to work there I want to buy there." car dealerships car dealers are good people that have good things and so that's that's a whole I mean it's a big it's a big heavy lift but we believe it's possible Wow
0: that's cool so um, what can people expect tonight when they see the premiere of the show
1: okay so the premiere of the show um, It's called More Than Cars, Inspiring Stories from Real Car Dealerships. And our first city that we covered was uh, the greater Dallas area, Arlington, Texas. And we have three dealerships that we're featuring. And if you can imagine comedians in cars getting coffee, mashed up with diners, drive-ins, and dives, mashed up with like a hip-hop soundtrack. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. So you think of all those things together, and it really is just a a very fast-paced 25 minutes where Kyle and I start before every store. We usually go to a local coffee shop or a restaurant that's something there. And we talk about what we're going to do and what we're going to see. And then we go and we talk to some people. We got to do some of the jobs around the dealerships. Like I got to peel some plastic <laughs> off, which was one of my favorite parts of a new Kia. And we also just hear some of the heart of the industry. We talk about an amazing story of a young man who was homeless, who is now super successful. And so it's visually engaging, it's artfully done. And it just like, we're, we're aiming for the heart. So we'll see what happens. But when they come to the premiere, we'll get the screening of that. The concession stands will be wide open for you to get as much popcorn and candy and drinks as you want. And then uh, we're going to have a little conversation before. And then we're going to have the very nerve-wracking experience of releasing something that we've made. And we're not going to watch the screen. We're just going to be watching everyone's faces.
0: This is outstanding. Um, If if we can't make it tonight, where can we see the premiere of the show? Where can we see the show?
1: So um, the premiere of the show, we're going to do an online premiere in a couple of weeks. Okay. So uh, you can go to morethancars.tv, and uh, we're going to be posting episodes there. But we'll do a live, like, online premiere because we know, like, everyone can't get out to these shows. Right. But the show tonight and the premiere tonight is really just special for the people that are in the room. And then over the next week or two, we're going to release the first episode, and we're probably going to film some more over the next few months.
0: That that's really cool. Have you? So what do you think? You think Netflix is going to pick it up? Hulu? What's the end goal here?
1: It would be amazing, you know. And when we made the show. We we are making it with the mentality of like this should be interesting and engaging to everyone outside the industry because that's the only real reason way you can you know shift the perception. So um, realistically speaking, we do think like networks like Netflix mm-hmm. or Apple TV or maybe a, a Discovery or Magnolia where we are like our we are oriented in that direction because the show is that level of quality and we think that there's that level of human interest within the episode, so uh, you never know, or Amazon Prime. Yeah, You exactly. think of those things, and what a victory it would be for the auto industry and the thousands and thousands of people inside who know that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been saying lately, if my kids who grew up their, their whole life of me being in the auto industry, and if they were ever in trouble and they were in a strange place and they saw a car dealership, they would go to it knowing that there would be people there that would help them they would go to a dealership before they'd go to a Walmart or to a store because they know the truth of what's in most of the doors of the auto industry.
0: You know, that's really interesting, too, because I've always thought that if I felt unsafe, I'd drive to a police station. But now I know, no, I can just go to a car dealership if it's, if it's open yeah. because I, 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 I love car dealerships. I would feel very comfortable there. Absolutely. And we've met a lot of people that actually run and own and work these dealerships. You said something that sparked another question from me. Um, And it was, it was about like getting like, oh, we talked about the pandemic, right? And how a came about in the pandemic. How cool would it be if these stories that you're now telling become something mainstream? I mean, talk a little bit about that. What would that mean to
1: you guys? So when you say like mainstream, I think we live in a social media and media environment in general where the stories people like most, are the ones they didn't see coming. Right, and now we live in an age and an era where those stories can quickly become mainstream and we see it on social media in a flash, right? Something hits, someone shares it, the algorithm picks it up, and all of a sudden the thing that was just hovering along at one level, all of a sudden we see that J-curve and it spikes out of nowhere. Um, That would mean a lot to us. Um, And I think it would mean a lot to a lot of dealers and a lot of industry partners who truly put their heart and soul into this industry because it has become a part of them. And we're not also talking about a small amount of people. It is the largest retail industry in the country, and we're talking about millions of people who it touches directly, not, you know, aside from the people who are car enthusiasts, we're talking about people who work in it. And, And I happen to think when you have this level of belief and conviction in every single corner of every single town all across the country, that sounds like something that can really organically once you just trigger that little fire, that could take off really quickly. And it would mean the world because we we would know that the truth that we see and know every day all of a sudden becomes something other people can actually exactly. attach to and embrace.
0: I mean, you guys could become the Billie Eilish of the automotive industry. What did she like, release a song on YouTube? yes, And then, yeah. now I, I can't
1: go a day without listening to one of her songs, right? <laughs> she's amazing. I've never made that connection, but okay. <laughs> I need to wear some more makeup to get there. But Billy <laughs> eyes, but she's definitely a creative, right? She is a creative. She is. Okay, last question. I want to hear. I want to learn a little bit
0: more about you. Okay. Tell me about who Paul is. Family, kids, whatever.
1: Yeah. What What do you? How do you answer the question of? Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, okay, so I would definitely say um, I'm a family man and a businessman, uh, entrepreneur through and through. Um, I got married uh, twenty. My wife and I are about to celebrate our twenty-first anniversary. We have four kids, uh, 14 years are 16, 14, 11, and three. Wow! So we, we, we run hard. Um, but our, my family, so we got married in uh, 2002 and I started my business in 2003. First time as an entrepreneur, I bought small business for dummies. And that was back when you had to buy QuickBooks on a CD, right? So the CD got delivered and I put it in my computer and I realized I knew nothing about business accounting and just, the entrepreneurial life is, is trying things and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing. And my family has really embraced this element of like, we, we try new things, we move forward, we stick together. Um, so I'm I'm very tight with my family. I bring my family with these trips as much as I can. My wife is with me today. Um, you know, the kids their kids are at home with my mother-in-law, so we had a little it. bit of a, of a little vacation. But um we, we roll as a family and they're very vested in, in what we're doing and um you know I'm an artist, I'm a musician. And so like the fact that I was born into an era where the business environment values creativity and there are means to communicate and express and bring people together. I love bringing people together around meaningful ideas. I love it. And so I just feel incredibly blessed that my family can be a part of that. And that I was born into a day and age when the technology and the speed of information and transformation can actually match my skill set. Because if I was born, you know, back in the 1500s, I don't know that I have the skill set to do all those things then because I would have been born in somewhere in that <laughs> lower cast, right? Give me both. But but this industry, auto industry, is like it has no ceiling. It also has no floor. And so, you know, our family, entrepreneurs through and through, uh, first generation, though, so we're still learning. And it's fun to pass that along to the kids. Like I love it. My son is 16, and now he works in a Soto. He's an editor. He graduated high school at 16, and now he's making content and loving it.
0: Wow, what a a great story. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing a little bit about yourself and about all the great things that you're doing at ASO2.
1: It was great to be here. Thank Thank you so much.